Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, all you creeps? Today's my birthday, and I do think it's a little bit creepy that so many people... First of all, you guys know I don't even like birthday. You know I don't like... uh, small talk and awkward, pointless social exchanges, yet over 200 of you bastards left me happy birthday messages on my Facebook, people I don't even know, and and then also peppered in there some of my closest friends, my wife, people that I haven't seen for years or talked to for any reason from high school, stuff like that, and I'm left with the dilemma while I'm trying to enjoy one daggum day do I have to go back and engage with these? And if so, which people do I need to like all the comments or do I not? I hate it. No thanks, guys. Well, I guess actually thank you. Thank you for ruining my birthday. But hey, I'll look on the bright side. I'm sitting on the porch of my parents' house in South Carolina. I brought my daughter over here so that we could get up tomorrow morning to go to my grandfather's funeral. So hey, there's that. Now, at least I get to go down and visit Toby and Joey in Charleston, and so we can catch some good interviews and podcasts together at Toby's house, eh, except for looks like the weather report says there's a hurricane on the way, so we'll see how that goes. But enough about me. Uh, we're going to take my podcast, the Bad Christian Podcast, on the road. We're going to be in Chicago, Milwaukee, Michigan uh, later in September, so pay attention for that. If you want to host Milwaukee, Grand Rapids, Chicago, hit us up, podcast at badchristian.com. And yeah, I, you know, Buy my band's vinyl, Emory, released on vinyl, black and special edition, emorymusic.com. Let's do it. I really hope we haven't started yet. Three, two, one. Body once told me the world is going to know me. It's stupid, it's stupid, Christian Pookie. Okay. Yeah. Good job, guys. Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast, Matt, Toby, and Joey. Dun, 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 dun. And come on, man. Come on. My mom died to that song. What? My mom died to that song. <laughs> she died at the Muppet Show? Yes. You she know was, that about me. She was in the hospital and Gonzo. She was not in the hospital. Did Gonzo no, preside over her funeral? A serial killer killed my family. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is that what he did? Why are you acting surprised? You know that. Before he pulled the trigger, he played <laughs> it, the Muppet Show? It was your cousin. You just totally messed that show up for everybody that watched in the 70s. That Now they're going to think of a serial killer every time. Boom, boom. Serial killers are funny. What? Serial killers are funny. <laughs> All right, Matt, get on with the bullshit. I got no bullshit. I'm just interested in hearing from you guys. I hadn't talked to you in the rest of the week already, so I'm just Sorry like the granddad. only reason I like to be on this show so I get to catch up with y'all. Apparently, y'all hang out all the time, have inside jokes, get to chill, do fantasy drafts, do church together, do life together. Yeah, and I'm sitting over together. here on the West Coast. I get to talk to y'all about once a week for an hour and a half, and then we got to talk about church bullshit most of the time then. Well, sorry about your grandpa. Well, 
was so funny. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. Joey, uh, just without explanation there, said, sorry about my grandpa, who just died this week. So I'll be going to South Carolina. I'll probably, hopefully, see you guys when I'm over there. I'm going to take my daughter, and we're going to fly over there to, you know, Greer, maybe your, come down to Charleston. Your grandpa was, what, 49 years old? He was 49 years old. No, he's 93. Dang. Oh, I mean, this sounds harsh. Can you complain <laughs> if you make it tonight? <laughs> Can you? He can't be upset. I mean, 93? Yeah. That's all. If I make it to 93, I mean, what, uh, yeah, definitely awesome. I mean, yeah. that, that that's amazing. So uh, Friday night, someone texted me a link that someone texted her. And she says, so hey, you're moving right on. From let's move on. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I'm fine. My mom's <laughs> fine. Don't worry about her. She's good. I, I was Carters trying to bail Matt out. He doesn't okay. want to tap into emotions right now. The Carters are going to be all right. Joey, you move into a 15-year-old story. All right. What, so what did somebody text you a link of? <laughs> well, there's a, there's a guy that we know that just kind of gets super intense about this sort of thing. So he sent us a link of this 15-minute YouTube deal of like a prophecy of end times and how... Uh, God mm. was coming back. No, God was got, like going to destroy America in 2015. He is. Like all these prophecies and part of it possibly being um, an asteroid hitting, but basically America's the going red to moon. fall. It was prophesied when Obama took over. Everybody and, uh, knows so that. Basically by... <laughs> by Jesus knew Obama. <laughs> <laughs> so basically by the end of his um, you know, run at president, it's going to all fall apart. So that didn't bother me. Like all the prophecies, I'm like, well, maybe they're right. But right. I would say a lot of mm. people have been wrong in the past about that sort of thing. But mm. what caught my eye is just hundreds of YouTube videos on uh, an East Coast tsunami. And I started to think to myself. So you were just looking up into the world stuff, and then all of a sudden an East Coast tsunami thing was attached to it? No, I clicked on the link, and you know how a YouTube right. video shows a bunch of stuff on the bottom. So first of all, I'm kind of intrigued. I've always been intrigued at the tsunami uh, that happened in 2004. Yeah, um, you've always loved tsunamis. I, that's one thing <laughs> it's about just you. super interesting. I mean, you just you've always talked about them and just been really. But I have thought about like uh, an East Coast tsunami because I know Charleston, 1886, had a bad earthquake, so we're due for another one. And I'm like, man, East Coast tsunami. That's we're we're in Charleston. Matt, are we due for another earthquake? Yeah, that's seriously, how it works. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll be, I can tell you something about it, but I'm interested in hearing what Joey's saying. But before even that, I would like to thank Joey for yet another metaphor for what the wide world of Christianity is like and bringing it to the podcast, <laughs> which is, yes, he just found out, as he said, that my grandpa died. Yes, we were just talking about that and the ramification, ramifications today with my family and what's going on with me, but on to more pressing matters, the end times. <laughs> couldn't be better thank you for that metaphor joey you're welcome man. let's so let's stay there a minute so are you saying that you saw something that said they're predicting the east coast thing or the prophecy says there'll be an east coast earthquake no, 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 or are so you just no, asking no. me what is the likelihood of an east coast no, we, tsunami we have moved away from prophecy okay. on to science right. so the stuff that i was watching was just scientists okay. saying that I mean, there, there's a guy that's totally not even a Christian. He wrote this huge, he has a blog on this stuff, and people are actually saying, oh, man, I live in the Midwest, so we're safe, and just mm -hmm. all this stuff. Now, I've, I also read the flip, the flip side of things, saying that the, the chances of us having a tsunami on the East Coast, it's like slightly less than, you know, winning Moneyball, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, a lottery. But anyway, both sides of the coin, it's uh, – but I, I seriously thought, I was like, man – 
we're definitely lived in a pretty screwed up place for East Coast tsunami. <laughs> so I seriously like my how, where my mind was at and just kind of feeling just messed up in the head and stuff. I was like, I mean, should we move? Like, should we? Should we get away from the East Coast? <laughs> well, you know that there's a much way. First of all, there's way, way, way worse imminent threat that you have exactly where you live, and that's hurricanes that can be. They're right. very bad, and you're going to get those in within. Yeah, the decade. but that's that's not near as devastating as a tsunami. Well, not there's tsunamis that are all different sizes, but hurricanes are, are a bad, bad reason where your home and everything is very likely to be affected or even Yeah, destroyed. I've been there, done that. I've lived through it. So, but you've lived there your whole life. Now, here's, here's what I know, and I'm not prepared on this. This ain't a proper science statement, but I will tell you what I know about tsunamis and a little bit of logic about it in the East Coast Thanks, itself. Man. If you're asking. I'm asking, and Toby, I can't hear you, but that's okay. Do I need to? How can you not hear me? It's just not coming through the headphones. I just want to make sure we're still like okay. You hear me now? Yep. Okay. So, first of all, there tsunamis don't have to be big to be a tsunami. It just means that uh, I don't know the exact definition, but tsunamis can be a few feet high, like a swell. Sometimes there's been tsunamis where they just called it like a swell, or they thought it was a a, the river was up or something like that. And it turns out, if they're not measuring the seismic activity and the cause of the water being higher, it could in fact be a small. Uh, tsunami tidal wave uh, basically is what it is but there can be big ones on the east coast and there have been before so if you now look why through does tsunami start with the letter t that's a, that's the thing i want you <laughs> <laughs> it's just so you don't confuse it with the word salami oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I get it that way it stands out more because otherwise it could be really dangerous because people could overlook the dangers of the salami because people are not scared of salami. No, they're not scared of salami right. at all. So you had to do. You something. didn't look up YouTube's about salami, right? So that T actually makes it. Like if it way said better. giant salami coming to Charleston, that people right. would think they're putting happy. in a new. Yeah, they would just Everybody think there's would, a New Jersey Mike's come coming here. or something, and people wouldn't pay attention. So they had to put the T in front of it. <laughs> okay, that makes great sense. Thank you. <laughs> but there is a. Uh, there, there's not. Here's the difference. In the West Coast, is way, way more volcanic. Look at all the Pacific Island chains. Look at all the volcanic activity. All that stuff is seismic stuff. And there's also what they call subduction zones on the West in the Pacific, where the plates are moving together and crunching together. So that's when mm. you get a tsunami. Is when a big chunk of ocean floor falls underneath the top to the bottom, and then like one half of the ocean drops a couple of feet, and then all the water from one the higher side flops over to the lower side and comes racing toward, you know, the continent. But the Atlantic doesn't have that because the Atlantic is where it is spreading out farther and farther. Like Europe and New York are getting farther from each other, you know, tectonically. So it doesn't have those crunch zones like the Pacific does. Yes, and spiritually. However, here's the big danger on the East Coast is, so it could be a small earthquake could cause a medium-sized tsunami and, and whatever, but... There is supposed to be, and I'm not sure exactly about this, but there's something like the Canary Islands or something like that. There's a big, uh, there's something there that they say, I don't, somebody can look it up, not prepared, like I said, but there's something in the Canary Islands where they think part of the islands could fall off and it would make a giant, like several hundred foot tsunami that would hit the whole East Coast in a number of hours. So in the Canary Islands over there off the coast of Africa. I think that sounds scary. Yeah, and so that would like, be because a bunch of land falls down into the ocean and makes just a big, you know, the effect of it would be huge, and it would just race across the ocean and it would be hundreds of feet high and hit that. Now the problem with the East Coast is, it's flat, so a rise in sea level ten, twenty, thirty feet is can be really, really bad if it's enough volume of water. Whereas on the West Coast, you know, I live right here in Seattle, but I mean, it gets to a hundred feet above sea level in 
less than a mile in a lot of places. Yeah. So not near as dangerous, but where you live is flat as shit. Like you have to drive, you know, a long, long way to get up a, a couple hundred feet above sea level. Yeah. What's crazy, man. This is the stuff that's super intriguing to me is like the Indian ocean, like 2004, the, the Christmas tsunami. They said that in parts, and I, I knew this happened with tsunamis, but still reading the actual distance, they said the ocean actually went out a mile yep. and a half. Yeah. So people were running out there, seeing fish stranded and everything. I mean, just running to their deaths. Yeah, and that I mean, that thing was only so like thirty. Eerie, man, that was only thirty or forty feet tall. Remember that one? Yeah, and Eesh. and the the tsunami they say goes about five hundred miles per hour. Yeah, they're crazy. It's just like shit. So your likelihoods are really really that? small. Like as fast as a plane. Oh my gosh! Yep. And think think about it. It still took a while to get there. I mean, because the ocean is is so long. Hmm. There's a lot of distance. If, in the ocean. if I was standing on the beach and I saw the water go away, <laughs> I would. I, would I, I mean, how could you be so dumb to go? Oh, let me help the fish. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Is that like racist? Like you're not going to race? I mean, no, I'm not. You, you just call no, the just, whole people stupid. No, anybody that I'm saying that not everybody did that. I'm just saying whoever did that is is moronic <laughs> for sure. If if the ocean started disappearing. <laughs> While I was hanging out with my kids, I would leave <laughs> for sure. But where could you I, really go? I mean, yeah, of course you could go do something. But I mean, really, if you knew, if you hadn't, think about it this way, if you had nine hours, they announced the Canary Islands thing happened. There is a 400-foot tsunami headed your way. Oh that means God. you have to get past Columbia, essentially. No. Columbia's well, elevation is about 400 feet. Uh, the Greenville is about 900 feet. It, so it would go in that far? 400 that's feet. Not, that's how far it would go. If it, I mean, I'm saying theoretically, the 400 feet oh of, of water at enough volume would reach Columbia. So you're not, with the amount of people trying to leave in traffic, you're I not getting still try. There. Yeah, but you're not getting out of Charleston in nine hours with everybody in the city yeah, trying true. to get out of the state. So you won't be able to get anywhere. Now, wait a minute. Couldn't you go to the tallest building in the city? If you think it won't get knocked over, yeah, feel free. Well, at least you try. Yeah. That'd be I mean, so terrible to go to the tallest building and then just get knocked over. <laughs> That's how you die. Well, now, Matt, Matt, are you familiar with the uh, at the NASA being concerned about asteroid? Like, in fact, there's a headline that says "Asteroid Impact on Earth Has NASA Concern, Not Just Pat Robertson." Like, there's actually I saw a documentary yeah, well, called "Deep Deep yeah. Impact." Yeah, this doc. There's another document. <laughs> yeah. and it had a. Uh, it was a really cool president and all this stuff, and they had a tsunami too. And that it was intense. They did a re, uh, they, yeah, that was the scientific documentary Deep Impact. But they also did a religious one, that was a, uh, it was a movie based on the biblical book of Armageddon with Bruce yep. Willis, and that one was oh. similar. Oh, he man. is one of the greatest Christians that have ever yep. existed. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> hey, well, uh, speaking of good Christians, I was a really good Christian boy last week, but Toby seems to think that um, this was a little bit. I don't know if off-putting is the right word or anything, but I, I seriously, I came to our staff meeting. I really wanted to know what everybody else thought. So Everybody agreed with you at our staff meeting, too, except me. Yeah, except you. Yeah, that is note, noteworthy. And so the prediction say. here on this story that I don't know clearly will be, but I bet Matt will agree with Toby. Well, I think because you guys have like a... A brilliance that is unheard of. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, but I think there's almost like a jadedness towards humanity, which... Oh, <laughs> of course. That's another one. You, you yeah, nailed it. You <laughs> I've always wanted to have the right terminology for what, the way I feel. <laughs> a jadedness towards humanity. <laughs> I mean, no offense. No offense, no offense taken. No I, offense I appreciate taken, it. I need, no. I need to know that. <laughs> 
So so I was uh I was at the gas station super early in the morning heading to work and this guy comes up to me and he's 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 dressed up boy slick man got his slick hat on everything I won't go into the details of a story but I'll just say it was damn good as far I mean I was just like golly this is probably a lie but holy shit if this is not a great story to get me and he thinking was just on asking how to help you him. for money basically no, right he basically said I need to stay at the Motel Six down the road he said. Uh, tomorrow I'm good to go, but I just need a place to stay. I'm exhausted. He told me why he was exhausted. And why Car broke down, family stranded yeah. somewhere. No, he was dropped off at the bus and just on and on. I was like, man. All right. So I said, look, I am going to help you get a hotel stay. But I said, do you have an ID on you? And he said, yes. I said, because they're not going to let you check into the hotel without an ID. I said, can I see it? He showed it to me. And this was so funny. I said, can I take a picture of that? He said, no, man. He said, I don't trust that. I was like, okay, I got you. I got you. But I wanted to actually go to the hotel, show it to him, say, hey, this guy's going to check in. So I told him, I said, look, I'm going to go to the hotel right now. I'm going to pay uh, for your uh, hotel stay. And then you just go on. A, because it, then it got a little weird. He said, well, I have to go get my bags. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. He has to go get his bags. But anyway, as he was about to walk away, he was very appreciative. As he was about to walk away, he said, so you can't give me a couple dollars to get some food in there right now? And I was like, nope. I said, I don't have any change. I'm getting you a hotel room. So I go to the hotel room, make a long story short. I mean, they, they gave me some good advice as far as not leaving my credit card because he said, you know, people would stay there for a week. You don't want that. So go to the ATM, get cash. Yeah, you don't want to help people. For, for a week for their life right, right. <laughs> you want to help them for one one night <laughs> so um went to the atm <laughs> dropped off the cash and then i told him i said look if he doesn't come i'm gonna come by and get this and uh so at that point i'm talking to our our staff about what they think and uh basically everybody had a consensus about all right well here's what toby said wait and, why and what it, were you asking should i have done that or should i do this now or what i mean what was the question was you it posed really helpful no, I, to did the you guy? call yeah. a meeting to ask this question no 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 it was almost like an icebreaker we had a staff meeting plan so we're all sitting there and i just like to kind of shoot the breeze a little bit with everybody so i told them what happened no we're kidding. all friends so everybody was interested and you know so i wanted i asked their input as far as what they would have done and i wanted to know what do you think that this guy's going to do? Do you think he's going to go to the hotel and all that stuff? But anyway, what Toby brought up, obviously what he always does just goes completely out of the box and just brings up the craziest uh, assessment, which I bought into half of it. He said, all right, first of all, he's like, you don't really care. Now, I can kind of even... You didn't say that, though. You said you do care. Nope. Everybody. Nope. nope. You said that I don't care and it's all about me. I said, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I said, right. I said right. Toby, I can... I can kind of agree with you that I don't necessarily care about this person, but I said to say that it's all about me, I disagree. I I really stop and think, okay, if I'm a Christian, I have I, I, there there's an obedience involved. So it's not just a matter of Joey doing what if if it was all about me, I would have been like I'm hanging on to my money. But uh, so basically, the disagreement is most people at the staff agreed. Yes, they can see how Joey may not care from his heart, but it could be an obedience to God thing. And Toby's just like no. You feel good about the situation, and so uh, I don't. It didn't get heated or anything, but Toby definitely stuck to his guns. I mean, I was, was super told, pissed. Yeah, totally. um, yeah. I was just saying that I think that Joey that it felt good to go. I'm going to give this guy a hotel room tonight. And my point was, for sure, he made sure that there was no chance he would get a hotel room the second night. Right. <laughs> and so my my point is that the overall thing was somebody just walked up to you and said, "I need help." And that is compelling. 
and I believe that you thought I'm I'm going to do this, and but I think in that instance it feels good. It, it would have been harder to say no to me. You said he had a great story. The guy was this, 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 and this. It seemed a little weird, but hey, I'm going to do it. And and I do believe you were doing it for the Lord, but it's still kind of about you and feeling good. Why would you say it? Like my selfishness, I I was sitting there. I was just like, I kind of wish I didn't even see this guy. You know what I'm saying? So there was a self-centeredness. I wasn't sitting there being like, oh, this feels so good to go to the ATM right now. I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm losing time of getting stuff done. So I'm constantly battling with I mean, there's with a real feeling of, oh, my gosh, he came and got the hotel room. I was able to give that guy a hotel room tonight, and, man, that that really helped that dude. I guess, but my human nature thinks I just, you know, coughed up $65. So there's a battle there, but the overriding theme is I'm not going to call myself a Christian and not try to help people. That, mm. I think, is the overriding thought in my head. Mm. And that's fine if you disagree, but... For me, it's an obedience thing because now, now here it here, sounds nice to say I'm obeying God, but that why would you immediately assume that you are obeying God in that situation mm, and you're doing so? Mm. I mean, like that that just seems a little bit strange. You don't know this guy right. at all. You think he's lying. All this stuff. He just asked you for money. Why would that be mm-hmm. obeying God? It's let's just, let's just break it out. I mean, there, there hold are, on. It's the elementary no, no, teachings of Jesus. I mean, when I was hungry, did you feed me? Okay. When I was thirsty, did you There are mm-hmm. tons of people at the actual, elementary. That the actual church we go to that need money that are not asking for it. That if you And saw, you're assuming that I never helped them. No, I'm not I'm not assuming that. Uh, maybe you do. But I'm just saying for sure, if you're gonna give that guy sixty dollars for a hotel room, right. you could have said, Hey, no, man, my money goes to People that I know, and right. this is where I'm at. And that brings what? up a perfect, hold on, Matt, that brings up a perfect uh, point that was made in the meeting that shouldn't, as Christians, we expect sometimes that God may send someone, like, in other words, God's like, hey, Toby's my son, the Holy Spirit lives in him, I'm going to send this guy in need to Toby, and I'm, I'm banking on Toby that he's going to help him. In other words, it's, there's a chance that that guy, that God made that happen. In other words, like God has his children spread out to help people. I mean, it's like, it's like the good S- Samaritan. I mean, finally, there was a dude that went by the person and said, I'm going to help. So I guess what I'm saying is you're, you're saying, well, why don't you just help all the people that you know? Well, I mean, don't you think that God will sometimes no, but, bring random but I mean, occurrences? But that's a where- little bit strange to go, oh, man, this guy's in need, so I'm going to help because he asked me. I mean, there's tons of people that are in, are in need all the time. I mean, you go to the... <laughs> Store and buy something, you could leave $60 for the lady that was your cash. Well, let, let's just try to sort this out a little bit. First of all, I feel like this is a trap because, of course, I agree with Toby. <laughs> but, but, you know, let's just t- let me go into it a little slower and say that I think you have like you got to ask these questions if you push them farther to make each, make, each, make each thing about this a little bit more exaggerated and a little bit smaller and see if it make any more sense. Now, he asked for something that cost $65. What if it was $650? What if it was $6,500? I mean, if he needs it. First of all, Toby's right. He needs a place to stay the next night, too. So it doesn't even... Like, if, you, if you're, you're saying it's elementary job. to help people, or, well, then okay. Then, get, I mean, literally, you're doing the worst possible job of anybody on earth. You gave away $65 to one guy one time. That's really, really, really bad. If it's elementary, like you say. Yeah, right? but that... Like, you're doing I the mean, worst possible job except for... One tiny thing of less so than one day's pay. Basically, you're one saying time. the only. Basically, you're saying the only way we can help someone is to give them every single bit of our money. That's stupid. no. I'm, well, why is it stupid? To, I mean, first of all, 
dozens of people ask you for money all the time. I'm assuming if you're around or in the city or whatever, you don't always do it. So how do you discern the difference? And what about people that need much more than that? Well, technically you could give it, but literally out of months and months and months, I'm not saying you hadn't given somebody else $2 or $5, but this is significant to you because it's $65. That still doesn't mean shit. I mean, that's not anything really overall. So yeah, but what? But here's the ba- here's the basics. What if a dude needed a stay at a hotel? Bottom line, I mean, for those of you that are waiting to know what happened, he never showed up. Right. So left the money there. He never showed up. I went back, got the money and everything. But I just think that uh, again, or why not take him the, to his ha- to your house to stay? You don't have to pay any money. I'm just not going to do that. Okay. I mean, that's, neither would Jesus, right? Uh, Jesus definitely would because he didn't have a wife and a bunch of kids. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't give him $65. I mean, trust me, I definitely wouldn't have done any of that. But I'm not saying I never give anything to anybody. But, I mean, you know, you're just isolating this one thing because he did a good psychological pitch on you. Or no, it was the Holy I'll, Spirit, but clearly it wasn't because it didn't even show up. So yeah, I mean, he made, did a, he made up a lie. Yeah, so see, there, that, there was no Holy Spirit or anything. He just made up a lie to to get you to right, give first, money. Yeah, first of all, I didn't say anything about the Holy Spirit telling me to do that. I'm saying that there could right, be situations where that's Right, but if that's, that's, if that's the case, then what's the difference in him and every other person that asks you every single day if you ever walk down the street in the city? Well, I, I call, feel free to call bullshit on this, but then I'll call bullshit right back. If someone comes up to me in the city and asks me for something... I will stop and I will say, are you hungry? Because if so, I'll go buy you something. Right. Like I, I do feel like I'm at a place where if people are lying, they're lying. But if I call myself a Christian, I'm going to try and help. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's, I mean, that's super easy for you to say, oh, well, that doesn't mean shit. So I'm just never going to do it. Well, what if somebody needs lunch? Get them lunch. Oh, but I'm not going to do that because no, I have to feed I'm them not for saying the rest no, of no, life. I'm I mean, not saying don't do it. And in fact, I definitely give people stuff plenty of times. What I'm right. saying is the the biggest question that this raises is all altruism ultimately selfish or not? And my vote is going to be yes. I'm going to say and I believe that all charity and altruistic work ultimately is selfish in itself and but that doesn't mean it still can't be used. What I'm saying is it's almost inescapable that the things you do are selfish. So well, would then, I rather listen to it this way? Would I rather have $65 in my pocket right now? This is just economics. Do I rather have $65 in my pocket or the knowledge that and the credentials that and the public image that, man, even when it's tough, I obey God? I'd rather have that. I would pay $65 for that certificate right now. It's a good deal. If everybody understands that, they'll quit giving, though. That's the problem. So that like this, this guy preyed on Joey's emotions and all that stuff, and it, it sounds like, oh, man, this dude's yeah. hard up. I need to do this, blah, 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 blah. I'm not anti-giving well, or anything It's like not that, about me. But, but that, that, that's my thing is that it's just, I mean, the truth is you naturally limit how much you give either you naturally way. So limit there's tons it, of people yeah. that... That, that you help or don't help and you choose to and not help people daily. I, I you definitely, definitely give to the people to who are I the best. You give to the people who are the best manipulators. Period. Right. Yeah. The best totally. manipulators. That, that guy worked you, money. and you said, "Man, his story was unbelievable." But I mean, there's people that even go to our church that could use that sixty dollars, yep. and they didn't say anything. And trust right. me, so that, if well, I could have a certain- bottom line though, is I made it to where if he needed a place to stay, he was going to get it. Right. He did not need a place to stay. Here's what I want to say: What you're saying, Matt, is you're calling bullshit on the fruit of the spirit. 
No, you're basically. No. Yeah, yes, you are. Uh-huh. You are basically saying okay, that people people that's my cannot. position. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. You won't Matt, let you me are. say that's I'm, not I, what I'm doing. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I, well, Matt, just, you don't let, believe in the Holy Spirit. Let you're me finish. Let me it. finish, and then you respond. You're saying that someone cannot ever do anything out of selfless purposes, and so you're saying that the Holy Spirit no, cannot no, come. No, nobody's saying heart. you can't ever do something out of selfless purposes. That's what Matt but said. in this instance. In this instance, for sure, and when you deal with homeless people, it is more about you. Because if that, if, right. if you really did care about homeless people, can I? You let me qualify. Let me way rebu- more. And you would know way said. more and all the stuff. This is just some guy that walked up to you at a gas station and asked you for some money. I mean, right. that's it. So, so basically, more, what I'm saying left. here is, you said this isn't the Holy Spirit, and we confirm that because he didn't even need the thing you're saying anyway, unless it's some super right. bizarre test of God to Joey, which it. I don't think that's what okay. we're talking about. Right. So well, hang on. Right. Let me finish Let me read saying what I'm saying about then. the fruit of the right, Spirit. And it says that what I'm saying is that all things are selfishly motivated. The only thing that wouldn't be literally would be a supernatural act where God is acting through you through the Spirit. So aside from that, then, yeah, anytime you give to charity or go to goodwill, that's just basic economics that, that you're doing that, and you get a benefit, you get something. Like it's not, I'm not saying it's sinful or wrong or bad. I'm just saying it's inherently there's an economic exchange. When you give something, you get something. So for $65, you get to feel obedient, you get to tell other people about it, and you get to know that even when it's tough, you give to God. I'm not accusing you of being shitty. I'm saying that's the same thing I do when I give somebody 5 or $10. But there is an exchange there, and that's what it is. If you write an anonymous check, even if it's for you, it makes you feel good. It's not, oh, I mean, man. you get that out of it. I just cannot disagree more because for me, I go without <laughs> the money. There's a part of me that's just like, yeah, I'm glad I'm helping, but at the same time, I can't think about letting go of this money. I mean, so... It's not no, like you this let it 100%. go because it felt good. That's what. That's the point. I'm just saying, like, no hate, matter what, you, you hate giving away money. Like, you're proving the point. You hate giving away money, but you did it because it makes you feel like you're doing the right thing. <laughs> man, I, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a good Christian. Yeah, but you're, you, I'm but this, Joey, this, you, you what, said, where, where does obedience come in? Like, can, can you guys not get in your head that, that there's no, certain no, times no. where I'm like, all right, God, no, I'm gonna do it, even no, though it sucks, I'm gonna do it. But you're saying obedience only for that. Obedience is only when some dude walks up to you you don't know in a parking lot and lies to a gas station. Again, you're assuming that's the only time that I'm doing stuff for people. Let me have another crack. Let me have another crack at obedience here. Obedience is also when you get up at 7.15 to read your Bible for 15 minutes before you go to work, correct? There's tons of obedience. Now, do you get something? There's tons of obedience. Is that not obedience? Like, you know what? I'm going to set my alarm extra early. I'm going to get up because God tells me, obey, do this, this, and this. That is exactly the same form of obedience, right? That's that's a kind of narrow-minded look at obedience. God never never says to get up early. Obedience is only when a person walks up to you at a gas station. Obedience is when you do things (laughs) that God wants you to do, whether or not you want to do them. Correct? Right. Okay. You got to agree that. So... Getting, uh, I don't care if it's, it's getting not, up early or taking early your break. Your Bible what I'm saying is when you're doing something, something spiritual that it comes at a cost to you for God, that's obedience. Now, if you read your Bible on your lunch break or if you do this or you pr- make sure you make set aside time to pray, that is obedience. It is a great and wonderful thing, and you get something out of it. And you learn something, and you feel good, and it's good for you, Right? So just because you get something out of it does not mean the obedience is void or stupid or sinful or shitty. However, you still gain, and that's why God is our Father. He's nice. He says for us to do good things for our good. So in that same regard, giving money to a homeless person would fall into the same category, and yes, you do get something out of it. 
Yeah, but that's a you, you just shifted big time because y'all's original posture was it's all about you. That's what I disagree I'm with. I'm saying in this instance, I think most of there's it a was pers- about yeah, you there's feeling a, good. The guy, me, the guy sold you, I mean, he's snake oil salesman, did a killer story, and you felt like, hey, man, I'm going to do something really good for this guy. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm okay, just saying, I'm you glad, know what? I'm glad you know and, how I and, think. And if, it, if you really did care, put him in the Hilton. Oh, you did the Motel 6? Oh, man, that's fucking awesome. Well, actually, <laughs> the Motel 6, why not put him in a great hotel? Why not give him for a $50, week? Do- leave $50 for food for the next week? I mean, you didn't do any of that stuff. Like, all you did was why, the exact Why don't I buy him a house? All you did was the exact thing he asked you Why don't I buy him do. a house and, and put him in The only thing you class. did was the exact same, the exact thing that he asked you to do. And it's also the people the who are six, the best. I'll do this. So you're, you're saying don't do anything or no, buy them a house. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. But I mean, if you're really invested and want to help somebody, would, I don't it, not, would it not be longer a, a longer amount of time than just a one-time thing? Now, I agree with you. There are times where just to uh, help somebody for a one-time thing. So I believe you're doing maybe even the right thing. I don't I don't think that you were... I don't think you did anything wrong. Somebody comes up... No, somebody comes you're up not even listening to me. You're not even listening to me. You weren't the most selfish egotistical person that's and not it wasn't what even wrong saying here no it wasn't wrong I guess at all i kind of disagree no, with no, that I, what i believe that you did was somebody sold you a story and you bought fully into it and you said hey i'm gonna do the right thing here and i don't know if that actually meant anything more than joey saying i did the right thing no. that is what i'm saying I, I helping the people and all that stuff you're right it's totally fine except for but it's the always big, the, the best liars and the best manipulators right. that get and, the, and the stuff. big thing here that is make it's just somebody sold you a story where you're like Joey's going to do the right thing here and uh, be obedient <laughs> and so, be obedient to God but the truth is were you being obedient to God when somebody was lying to you I mean that guy lied he was lying to you, and you were being obedient to God. If if he needed a place, to, no, he to did. Lay no, he did. You exactly. found out. He did. So, he didn't. But how am I supposed? So to So why that? would that be considered now obedient to God? Why are, why are you so, why are you so strongly on the side of I was being obedient to God because somebody lied really good? If other people did that to you, like your phone company or, or Walmart right, or whatever, you would you wouldn't think I'm being obedient to God by giving Walmart sixty dollars. Right, let, let me read you. Let me but read your. This verse. guy had a great story. Let me read your verse. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, for some, one day, by doing so, <laughs> what does it say? For one day, by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels sure. without knowing it. This is, has nothing to do with anything other than just do it. And you know what? Yeah, it fair. may or may not be an angel. Sure. It may or may not be a liar. But why just, would it always be the guy it. with the best story? So Toby, why would it always? Why would it be the guy with the best story? I, when he walked away, I'm even thinking he's, right. he could be lying. You, but okay. I'm going to make sure he has okay. a room. Well, I just want to be clear here. Here's Toby's let's just, philosophy. No, let's let me just give, talk about let me other give your stories. Philosophy. Okay, this let me, can I tell everybody your philosophy? I want everybody to know your philosophy. Who are the other people that don't have good stories? If Toby is downtown and someone says, "Hey, I'm really hungry. Can I have a burrito?" Toby's going to say, "You know what?" I'm going to put you in the best hotel on East Bay Street for three weeks, and I'm going to buy you a car because you came to me. I'm going to go all the way, man. That'd be the probably more right thing to do <laughs> than me hand them $5 and go, and please how, leave me alone. How would that help you with your family, though? How would it not? Who cares? How would, it not, how would it not help your family's me with my fine. family? fine. You have plenty of money. You can give away more Toby than $65. Toby does not have, does not how, how have money it, to buy this no, guy okay, a tell brand me, new Tell me car. how it wouldn't help my family. To say, hey, I actually give a real damn about this person, and I'm going to actually 100%, if this is serious, I'm gonna, I'm actually going to find out if they're telling the truth. I'm actually going to figure out what's their story and all this stuff. That's what I'm saying, because here's the truth. You don't care about that guy. You do not care Again, about him at I can, all. I can kind of agree okay, with that. Okay, so you don't care about him, anything. So why not actually, if you're going to be obedient, find somebody that you can really support 
for an extended amount of time because to actually get verse, them on the street. This verse that I just read doesn't say to show care. It says, this, just do it. Just do it. It's uh, not saying, but you have okay, to care. Okay, but, but why would that be the guy with the cool story that you go, yeah, I need I'm to give even, him a... I'm not no, even but, saying no, that was... You're, you're implying that that guy who lied to you, that is a liar. Okay. That guy lied to you that it's God's will and you're being obedient just to give to him. That's not true. That's abusing that scripture. What it, that scripture is saying is somebody in real need, help them. For how long do you need to help them? Give them your cloak. So don't show, give, them, give them your money. Don't Unless show you love have to liars. kids, then don't. So Toby's saying, don't no, show you love to liars. Said, you you could have said, hey, man. I didn't know he was a liar, okay. Toby. But you what if you're, don't, don't yeah, show but love but Why would it have been not obedient to say, hey, I have no idea if you're lying to me or not. I'm not going to give your $60 to you, but hey. Why don't you come to my church? Why don't we go have a meal together? Sure. Why don't we go have breakfast right now? Sure. You weren't going to do any of that obedience. Now, so I, why would you be so sure and so high on your obedience? And that all I'm saying is that kind of sounds about Joey. Uh, your Joey's obedience was, man, I'm going to give this guy a hotel room. That sounds about Joey more than you really... Uh, to me, it sounds more this, about God. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, because Joey did not want to do it. Joey wanted to go to work, and Joey wanted to not no, talk to No, but, I mean, that, that that's a cop-out. Joey didn't want to do it, but he did it for some reason. Why? Because it felt good, and no, I got it, a story. It did not feel good. Yeah, it did. <laughs> no, it didn't. It did it not did. feel good. And it felt good when you got the money back, too. That's sure. What okay, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, it didn't. Sure. It doesn't, the, it doesn't whole feel, thing was not an admirable Joey thing. It was, well, damn it, if I'm a Christian, if I'm not going to just say no to this stuff. But if you pulled out of that... No, if you pulled out of that parking lot and said, "No, I'm not giving you any money," you would have felt shitty. You pulled out of that parking lot. Not if it was the right thing to you do. You pulled out of that parking lot saying, "I'm going to help this guy." Toby, do you know how many? Well, no, no. Why was it the right thing to do? You know what's really funny is Toby calls me a sensitive person all the time, but right now he's the one boiling and I'm the one laughing because I'm enjoying this. You're sensitive as shit. I, I'm not boiling. Yes, you. No, I'm not boiling <laughs> okay. at all. I, I believe you. Last episode, you definitely were boiling. I was boiling that last episode. <laughs> I, I listened to that last episode. I thought it was really funny because I do, I will say this. First of all, say it. I died laughing when Joey says he goes to clubs. I just can't. That's the funniest thing I just, I've ever I mean, I was like, life. the most, I, go I mean, to it was just the first thing that popped in his head. And I was just like, I love this dude. It's like my best friend. He's just, he goes to clubs. Goes to clubs. But I do want to say at the same time, Matt, you kept bringing it back up. And I brought it up back up one time. And I was like, I thought in retrospect, listen to that argument. I thought Joey was trying to move on and you and I didn't let him get away from it. And so I think, Podcast wise, entertainment wise, that's on us. For, <laughs> now, I do, I do think you were insane and your ideas are crazy, but I do think Joey was doing the right thing by moving on and he sure. had moved yeah. on. No, I brought and it you back. And I, for sure. You and I kind of brought it back up, and I thought that was detrimental to Joey, unfair to Joey, because he was trying to disagree and move on, and we yep, kind of kept true. lingering on but that. But it made so. a good podcast. I think so. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I hated it. Okay, well, let's take a break, it. and then we'll be right back. We got some ads. Mike we Herrera. Got some good, good sponsors. Hey, hold on. Oh, shit. I, Neil, I didn't order any pizza. Dude, it's not Neil. It's that dude again. Oh, no. What was his name? Man, I'm sorry I missed that hotel, but uh, <laughs> shit, man. I, got, I need a... Damn it, man. I just, just one night. <laughs> Joey, what do we do? What's the guy's name, Joey? Joey. You go talk I know to his him. first and last name. I'm not gonna say it on air. Uh, Joey, hey, Steve, man. You that's, could, not, that's Steve. not your name, Joey. Man. You could you could make up a name for these purposes. You realize? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say the real. <laughs> name. You wouldn't have actually had to say what the you real name right to roll along with Toby's impression, Joe. You could have just said. I hear y'all <laughs> laughing about me. <laughs> Seriously, man. Motel th- Six. 
the Hilton, the Wyndham. I need a damn hotel room tonight and make a nice meal. Hey, man, I got you, dog. Just wait a couple hours. Hey, all I can do is help you with one room, though. Okay? No more, no less. Can you get me for a week? <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. Y'all are Christians, right? All right, back again today is Conveyor, our music sponsor. They're a new band from Victory Records, and I'm really appreciative to have them because, seriously, this song that we're listening to today, I really dig. It's called Eulogy. It's off their new upcoming record. It comes out September 4th. It's called When Given Time to Grow. So let's check out that track, Eulogy. All right, that's Eulogy by Conveyor. And I really dig that track. I'll take a second to tell you why. that Those uh, vocals are super raw-sounded. They're not overly polished. They're not... I mean, they, they sound real to me. The music is very aggressive. I really, really do dig it. So be sure to check out their tour dates, facebook.com slash conveyor. They'll be on tour this fall supporting their new record, When Given Time to Grow, which is out on Victory Records September 4th. So you can pre-order that today at victorymerch.com forward slash store forward slash conveyor. Again, that's Haven by Conveyor. Check it out today. Break it down, Dada. Break it down, oh, break it down. Break it down, oh, break it down. Break it down, oh, break All right, you know what the upside is of the fact that I do all the advertisements and set up and editing and recording and publishing of this podcast is that I get to plug my own shit when I want to, and that's what I'm going to do right now. My podcast I do by myself is called Break It Down with Matt Carter. That's me. And this week on the show, I had Cody Bonnet from As Cities Burn, and we talked about his guitar playing, his writing style, recording. We talked about smoking weed a little bit, and we talked about the song The Widow, which has been a big deal for him, something he's, he's really struggled with this song and been uh, uncomfortable with it at times. So we got to talk about that a little bit. So sing well, what songs is it back. about? What is The Widow about? Oh, it's about... It's about Cause everybody hasn't heard the song. Everybody yeah, 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 right. Um, the Widow is about... Uh, my dad 
getting involved in drugs and leaving our family when when uh, I was three years old and my mom was pregnant with my younger brother and my older brother TJ was five years old and um, we had to move from Texas to Louisiana and just kind of not having him in in our lives for our life you know and that's mm-hmm. his fault and his mistake and uh, I, f- I feel sorry for him in that way he's no longer with us but yeah, I'm sorry. I, I met met your dad. I met, yeah. I met your mom a couple of times, yeah. and I've met your dad at least once. And I'm sorry he's gone. By the way, it really is okay. We we uh, we reconciled. Actually, before that song came out, I was like, I don't want to put the song out without actually going and and like finding out what my dad's doing. So then I took a trip, um, New Year's of 2006 and uh, or 2005, and. Uh, you know, went out to Texas. All right, so this is one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. I hope you sit down and listen to it and enjoy it as much as I did. Go to breakitdownpod.com. Subscribe to Break It Down. I'd really appreciate it. And if you like the Bad Christian Podcast, I'm going to guess you're going to like Break It Down at least one-third as much. And we're back. Hey, t- uh, Toby. Oh, Toby. Toby's oh. got to Toby stuck. Toby, you have got to slap, knock slap. It off. Help me, stop it. Help me, guys. Stop it. Oh, God. That was so loud. That was um, so loud. Toby, where are you? To- when you went to the bathroom, Toby, on the break, I don't know what, I have no idea what we're planning on talking about for the rest of the episode, by the way, but, why, and I don't want to get back into true. an argument, so let's see if this makes sense or not, but Joey told me a much funnier story about a homeless person asking for money while you were in the bathroom, so we have to do it, too. We All just right, have Joey, to. just let's, tell the story. No matter what, we won't fight about it. this one. This is funny, right. though. Hey, well, what if I, what if, y'all want me to... Commit to you guys that I won't argue anything y'all say, so y'all can just of say course. whatever you want, and I won't no, argue. No, I oh, are you this. you commit that from now on? Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I'm, gl- I'm into that. <laughs> I just I really want to hear this story of obedience. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be uh, okay. totally jolt your system of obedience. All right, All so right. There, there's a lady. There's a homeless lady that actually hangs out in the West Ashley area, like in front of a food line, CVS, and there's just a particular area. She just chills there. No, she's she's always there. People, when she walks up to you, people will like say, hey, like signal, like don't right. don't help her. Because, all right, so it's not the first time she's ever approached me, um, but this time she asked me for a ride, and I'm telling you, if this wasn't the stupider, stupidest response I ever gave someone. So she comes up to me. <laughs> And she's just like, sir, I really need a ride. You know, can you please take me such such? And so my response to her was, what, what, first of all, what were you thinking? Like, I just don't want to, or I mean, what were you? You're just trying to get no, out of it, or what? No, no. My response was why I didn't. Okay, so this is I'm, genuine. I'm not a, yeah, I'm not afraid of this woman. I don't think if she gets in the car that she's going to kill me. But I seriously told her, I said, I am a pastor of a church, and we have a policy at our church that I cannot ride. With a female, just the two of us. Oh my lord! And she looked at me like eyes as big as baseballs, and she was like, "What?" And so she immediately walks up to someone, and says, "Listen to what this boy said." She said, that. "She's like, that's a pastor." And he said oh that he cannot Oh, my gosh. Take- <laughs> You're kidding me with this, Joe. No, but, hey, it, it was the truth, man. I that- couldn't pick her up. It was against policy. 
<laughs> oh my lord, Joey, you are two for two, and I'm pleased. Yeah, but here's please the, don't hear me making fun of you this, but you I are two for two on massive metaphors for modern Christianity's <laughs> hypocrisy right now, my friend. That is too good. No, I don't. I don't see where you're coming no, from. I, I, don't I, I just, don't disagree. Hear no, my point. That is a huge metaphor for because of some stipulation or perceptions. I can't yeah. do a helpful but, thing here's to a the person thing. and misogyny. I can't on top ride of with that. a woman. Brilliant. If I'm That's if I'm brilliant. going to if I'm going to work for a church that has a policy, no, no we're not arguing. And, and, we're not doing that. We're not doing and that. No, you can't. Not no, you said you wouldn't argue. Okay. Not That's doing fine. that. You hear my point on that. Don't I mean, pretend, pretend like this is all make believe. I'm not what? attacking you there, personally. That is a great point. Ride with a, a single female. That is a great point you and would, a great no. observation on my part. And we're going to leave it there. That's not mean I, against you. You don't need don't to defend it at all. Can you elaborate? I don't understand your point. The point is, there's some bureaucratic policy about something that's even borderline misogynistic that comes at the expense of helping a person. That is a huge, hilarious metaphor for what Christianity is like many times. I'm not accusing you of anything. I just think it's hilarious. The obvious question, too, is why didn't you just get her an Uber? Uh, Uber. <laughs> that's, this was before Uber. Or before I had heard of Uber. Uh, and taxis. cabs. Yeah. yeah, it's not before cabs. I mean, if you really <laughs> felt anyway, obedient. Anyway, no, no, don't, don't make it a joey. That, thank you for sharing that story. That is very that funny. Is because story because is you funny. shocked the, the homeless person. She, she's heard it all. She ain't never heard that before. <laughs> she, because from her point of view, she heard there's a pastor Christian who's telling me he can't help me because I'm a woman. That's what she heard. She thought it was the craziest thing she ever heard. All right, so let me um let me read something word for word because it's super short and uh, don't want it to get dated because it really is cool. All right, so this email is from Seth Dent, and he said, Joey, wow, what else can I say? Tonight was a ton of fun. So he's talking about Saturday, August the 22nd. Like-minded people from different backgrounds coming together with the common goal of just fellowship and celebrating life. It was absolutely incredible. One of the best examples of the church I've ever experienced. Thank you guys so much for creating the BC Club and making this all possible. I now have several new best friends. God is working through you guys, and I'm blessed to be a small part. So what that was all about was a handful of folks in Atlanta who are fellow BC listeners uh, connected on our Facebook page for the BC Clubbers, and they got to know some super tight, now super tight friends just talking about podcasts, life stuff, and all that. So I thought that was pretty cool, and uh, we'd love to see that sort of thing flare up all over the place. But anyway, the BC Club, for those of you that may have never heard of it, maybe you're listening for the first time. Oh, I got to tell you all something. Someone in the BC Club has only listened, he gives like $21 a month and he's only listened to one episode. <laughs> That's trust right I there, like man. Guy. He's like, I'm supporting these guys financially. He will not I'm be only supporting us financially very soon. I've only listened to one episode. <laughs> Which episode was that? I, yeah, I got to know. I'd love to know right. that. So, bad Christian. Tell everybody. What, what do these people do, though? They, got, they went to the varsity in Atlanta? Uh, yeah. That's yeah, my favorite restaurant for onion rings on earth. Yeah. Best onion rings on the planet. It's right down there off North Avenue in downtown Atlanta by the Masquerade. Yeah, I got really time. pissed at you guys for going to the varsity when I needed to go to the emergency room. Do y'all remember that? Y'all just went yeah. to take your whole time to sit down and just have a hot dog or burger or whatever. I'm like, I thought they were just going in and out, and I had to call y'all. Do, you, do we Get not? the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is true. So anyway, badchristian.com forward slash contribute if you want to be a part of the uh, BC Club. We love doing this. We love that more people want to help us out. 
just because you love it. So thank you. Guys. Well, if people are going to get together and meet, I mean, you got to think about. It. I wonder what they talk about or do. But it, I'm all for it. I'm glad about it. But man, it makes me shudder to think of like people getting together and just talking about me. And you know, like no, I, I hope they don't yeah. just get together and say, "Did you hear when Joey says this?" Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that. Don't talk about it. In fact, in fact, I threw yeah, I threw in the word podcast, but I don't even think that's a probably a real depiction of what happened i think it was just kind of getting to know each other maybe talking some issues maybe not though but hey i got an issue to bring up to you matt i'm curious what you think toby i don't even know if you heard this because i i just never mind i'm not going to heckle you on here about how you do your job but um okay passive heckle continue yeah there was a pastor that i heard um and I was curious what you thought about this, Matt. But he made a quick little jab slash joke. No, it wasn't even a jab. It was a joke glossing over any seriousness about divorce and then moving right along. What so was the joke? So basically the Wait, context. First of all, you didn't like it or something? Because before you get into it, surely, I, was I mean, we're not back. one to talk about joking about stuff because I think joke about anything. So before I hear this, what I'm saying is, isn't it okay to joke about anything, or don't we push yes. into that territory? Yes, but I think my mind immediately went to, okay, well, what about the things this person would not joke about? And okay. so I just seen kind like of... What? Well, like what? Just tell me what it was. I'm just establishing yeah, that the right. then. All right, so this guy basically said, okay, I want, uh, I want you to think about the... Uh, I want you to think about the person you're married to. Or no, 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 I want, to think, I want you to think about your marriage. And he said, some of you may have been married so many times. Think about your first one. Ha, 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 ha. Moving on, people laughed, moving on with the story. So my thing was, sure, joke, sure, this guy didn't mean a thing by it. Well, let's, I, let's, I let's break down the joke. What was the, the joke was... I just told you. Right, but let's break down the joke. So the premise of the joke and the punchline were what? The, the setup was Some of you what? have been married and divorced so mm-hmm. many times, it's hard to pick a spouse to just pick your first one. So he, what he's saying there is suggesting that... In truth, people in there have been divorced multiple times. Or that that's commonplace in Christianity, that that would be possible? Which of those yes, two? And, yes, and it came across as no big deal. So he was, his joke was to downplay the significance of divorce in Christianity because it of its prevalence. Like it, but the thing is, is I, I know the guy, and I know that's not what his intentions are. Mm-hmm. But my mind immediately went to, I don't think any church like this church would have ever said something along the lines of, you know, because most contemporary mega churches, I would say, think that homosexuality is a sin, for example. So none of them would have said, hey, think about what? Think about, yeah, think about your spouse. And even if it's a same sex spouse, that'll be acceptable just today. Okay. (laughs) Nobody would have done that. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm saying, wouldn't you put divorce up there as a huge uh, enemy of marriage right up there with, gay marriage as far as how they look at it. So in other words, they see gay marriage as a huge opposition to biblical marriage. Well, what about divorce? Well, and divorce a big opponent as well. Well, so I, don't I think that's a really good point. You. I'm going to give anybody trying to make a joke the benefit of the doubt because it's easy yes, to make a bad I one agree. or an off-color I one. Agree. So for sure, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt in that regard. However, sometimes when somebody does make an out-there joke, it does tip their hat to their true colors. So that may be useful in evaluating, understanding where this guy's at. And I do find that hypocritical you know, to the point that you're making. And for me personally, I just can't... I, I I promise you, I am very, very unhappy with divorce as an issue and a major problem. Like I, 
I just can say that very, very plainly. I don't like porn. Uh, people accuse us of being pro-sin, and we don't care what, and grace everything. I don't like pornography. I think it's bad for people. Don't do it. I try to step, tell people not to do it. I try not to do it. And divorce. That's, that's another real easy one to me that is way too common. It's really, 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 really a problem, and it's really, 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 really bad. And I think the total effects of divorce on this country are much worse than the total effects yep. of, of gay on this country. By a yep. long shot. If you just simply measured the two and could eliminate one, I'd eliminate divorce in a heartbeat. Yeah. So to me, yeah, I think that double standard of divorce is okay and homosexuality is not is crazy because I think divorce is a lifestyle choice and a really bad one. Yeah. I really do. And, that, of course, there's exceptions to this and, of course, this and that and whatever. But I'm just saying in general, I'm devastated probably weekly or monthly by people I know getting divorced. And the thing that always drives me the most crazy is, is the people that you didn't see it coming, which means they were just hiding stuff. So I think the only people that should be allowed to get divorced are the people that you saw it coming. Like, oh my gosh, this is getting real bad. This is getting real bad. This is getting real bad. And then finally they got divorced because either people didn't help or because they couldn't keep it together or because it was so crazy that it had to happen. But I have no understanding of celebrities or cool people or people in ministry. Like everything's, everything's fine, everything's fine. And then by the time you find out about it, it's destroyed and too late. And they're going to persist in that the rest of their life. That I cannot stand that. I have no, I really have almost no tolerance for that. Yeah, do you think that most people get divorced because marriage is not fun anymore for them? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I don't even know. I'm just saying it seems real bad to me. And so I'm not even saying I could never get divorced. I'm assuming I could. But the only thing I can say is I hope it won't be a surprise to anybody. I hope you'll see my marriage falling apart for a really long time. Therefore, it can help me with it. Or at least it doesn't mean I'm being hypocritical. If I try and I'm open about it and it still fails, well, I guess that's best what the best way it could fail, but most likely that would give it the best chance of survival as well. I would say though, I think a little bit though, it surprises you and jumps up on you a little bit. I don't know if you know immediate, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a six year thing where you're like, yeah, I'll get divorced. I mean, I think sometimes it probably sure. could surprise you a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand I, any individual I talk to them face to face and they explain their situation, I'd probably cave and go, yeah, I get it, man. Like, definitely. Yeah. So anybody that wants to email and say, well, you can't say that because my wife this and that, yeah, I'll probably agree with you if I talk to you. In general, let's just talk about the, the, the generality of it, though. I think it's a big, big problem. If there is a root to it, I believe it must be misunderstanding of and over-optimistic of and too much benefit of the doubt of and too much fairy tale thought of what marriage will be once I get it. That's probably the biggest culprit, in my opinion. I think it's that my whole marriage is... <laughs> marriage is... You just are... Uh, a marriage for a dude is you are a path in trying to figure out the guy that your wife wished you would have married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's who. That's what it is. Like she, you spend your whole marriage, and she's like, "Well, if you were like this, this, and this, then that would have been awesome." So <laughs> that's what a guy's figuring out. And a guy just wants to. Guys are ignorant and dumb, and just don't understand. Don't pick things up, and it's just tough. And so you, when you say fun, I don't think women think divorce or anything is fun at all. Guys probably on a certain level go, "Man, drink a beer, hang out in my apartment by myself. Well, Maybe that would be fun." And it sounds, it sounds, it, it doesn't. I know. But, I mean, if you're in a bad marriage, yeah, no, I hear if you're you. in a terrible marriage where it's not fun and the person you don't want to hang out with the most is sleeping beside you or in the house with you and you spend all your free time not at work, 
th- that's why people get divorced. And, yep. and here's why. Nobody really wants to work on it or improve or anything like that because that's a lot of hard work. So it's yep. way easier. Just like our American culture, you don't fix things anymore. You just replace it. Well, let's look at let's car. just look at our. I'll be specific. Let's look at our best friends and people that talked about it on the podcast. Aaron Lunsford, one of my best friends, a few podcasts yep. ago. Cody Bonnet from S.C.S. Burns on Break It Down podcast. He talked about his failed marriage as well. Two guys I know that I knew before they met their wives, met their wives, got married, got divorced, annulled, whatever, whatever it is. I mean, you know. They're good examples of it. Like, in on some sense, the best I can say about them is I am so glad they didn't have kids first. So I guess I'm kind of glad they got divorced before they had kids at least because it was like a doomed – both of those were totally doomed anyway, I guess. But sure. I don't know what that means, but it's, it's crazy. If you have kids, that's not – I just can't understand Yeah, just oh, – it would be better for me. But that, you're just one person out of three, four, or five. Like the worst yeah. possible nightmare for you, you're still one fifth of the equation when you got three kids. Yeah, I don't even know if kids are going to care anymore. The culture, I mean, our culture is so used to divorce now. I don't even know if it's that big of a deal. Yeah, and then they go, oh, it's better for the kids even because two parents being volatile together. All right, so, is so I'm not trying. Seriously, I want to. I'm not trying to be mean or trying to be the not good, trying to be mean or trying to be the good guy. But yeah. I really want to know what you mean by that because I mean, just seriously, any kid that sees mom and dad all of a sudden they're not together, especially if they're old enough, that just is a dagger no matter what. Even if sure. all the other, Maybe not. I mean, I, I, I no. Hear, it's I, terrible. I mean, I would, but the I, argument I, would I think be it's, for, it's so it's so normal now that maybe it's not as crazy. I mean, maybe if you see your parents arguing or not being nice, and then all of a sudden your dad lives in another place, but when you go, he's happier and takes you to Chuck E. Cheese. It's all and Disneyland all, it, all the it's time. Not, maybe it's not as crazy. I, I promise you. I've heard so many people tell me, "I'm really glad my parents divorced." It was sucky when they were together. I've yeah. heard a ton of people say that. Yeah, I guess I could see. Yeah. I will. I'll explore that point of view too, and I'm sure that it's true in some cases. Just from a practical, it's not good. I'm not saying it's good. Don't yeah. don't hear that. I think the problem is the bad marriages, the bad expectations of marriages are precipitate divorces. Matter factly is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's getting into the wrong ones for the wrong reasons with the wrong expectations. It's already doomed. But there's many situations where a husband and wife can be together and even physically and emotionally violent, which could be more tumultuous for a, a seven and five year old than mommy on one week, daddy on the other week in a stable, separate homes. Yeah. So understood. Well, I'm, the, I'm the only one that comes from a divorced family. Both y'all's parents are together. Yep. yep. And you know what my dad said? He said, son, do you know why divorce is so expensive? I said, why, dad? He said, because it's worth it. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> Straight up market value. I'd be glad to lose half of my assets to be away from this woman. I like that. I've never heard that before. It's good. Economic. Can we get to some damn truth? Uh, we were, yeah, this right, podcast is going forever today. Joey's talked his ass off today, man. You have mm-hmm. just filled up this podcast, my friend. Hey, you know what? I had to because you told me you were on edge coming into this episode, so I had to keep Toby. <laughs> subdued a little bit because if i if i got you going with something you just never know what was going to happen and it would just be more editing for matt i so, don't edit i'll let your true big, colors shine my don't, friend a big you're welcome why are you to pointing you. at me no a one big, I, i'm pointing to you so toby can see it piece of shit do you see my finger I'm not editing Edit that. that do you see the finger it's the middle I'm one pointing matt, to you. he's shooting me a middle finger i am and he's, not He's saying, shooting he's saying, middle finger. And he he's mouthing, you a piece of shit. And he's mouthing F-U-C-K. <laughs> <laughs> edit that. I won't edit it. All right, Matt, can you kick the music for yep, me? We kick get it. the truth real quick. Kick it. Kick it. Woo! Kick it. Yeah. In a world 
where your friend is full of is, shit. Is when ob- the newscaster is full of shit. He's obedient and he goes to clubs. <laughs> in obedience. <laughs> he goes to clubs in obedience. My name is Toby Morrell. This is the damn. Hey, Matt. Yo, Joey. Um, someone from Twitter. Our Twitter is at. Hey, bad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. What are you I'm doing talking right now? to Matt. No, no, no. What are you doing right now? This is the damn news. We're not. You're I'm not talking not, to Matt. Nope. I'm no, talking to Matt. Talk call call me afterwards. Hey, I've got a quick question Call him for Matt. afterwards. Text call him afterwards. very relevant to our listeners. Text, call him later. Text me while you bring it up news. after the news. You can Matthew bring it up after the news. Matthew DeBose. Bearded man eats record 17 Big Macs in an hour. I've got a quick question for Matt. No, I've got a quick question. I'm I'm no, relentless here. I don't care. I'm not going to stop. Bearded man Matt, eats record our 17 Big Macs in an hour. Can you believe Christian it? What would you say? And would you believe it? asking a question. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Toby's turning me down. See you later, everybody. Oh, yeah. Just mute him, Toby. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm doing. See you later. Just hit the mute button. I'm moving you on. You won. You threatened me and you won. Thank you for being obedient. Bearded man eats being a record. Now you made me mess up the sound system. <laughs> Mute him until you're done with the story, please. For me. Bearded man eats record 17 Big Macs in an hour. Now, I thought this was interesting because, as you know, Emory used to do blowouts. We can't anymore because of the things with our organs weren't going that well. But uh, I thought, I don't believe any of us could eat that many. I thought that was pretty. He said, as soon as I'm done, I regret it. Um, it's not. Uh, let's see. It's not 69 hot dogs like, you know, the the famous, uh, what's the hot dog thing? Um, Joey Chestnut. Nathan, Nathan's Kobayashi, Hot Dogs. Nathan's. Uh, but, it, but it's a start. YouTube competitive eater Adam Morin wolfed down 17 McDonald's Big Macs in an hour last month. A gut-busting challenge that he recently said left him doubling over in pain, I can imagine. <laughs> in a fast-forwarded video. Do you know how many times that's happened to me, double overing in pain? Daily, all the time. Daily. <laughs> all the time. More also I known don't as care about this guy. Beard Meets Food seems to hit a wall after about 10 Big Macs. 20 minutes in. He doesn't quite reach his goal of 25, but he still pays the ultimate gustatory price. As soon as I'm done, I regret it, he wrote in his blog on Sunday. That night, I couldn't sleep. I had the most intense stomach ache <laughs> of my admitted, admittedly short career. And I asked myself hundreds of times, why, oh, why did I do something this ludicrous? So, I I mean, the thing about this is I actually do like McDonald's. I think it tastes good. And Joey says, <laughs> I'll never go to McDonald's. I hate it. It's all it's terrible, terrible. But you actually do think the taste is good. Oh, yeah. Anybody that says otherwise is stupid. Right. Same thing about Taco Bell. Don't tell me it doesn't taste good. If you want to say it grosses you out because of the quality of it, okay. Don't tell me it doesn't taste good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. McDonald's is just, right. it, I mean, I'd rather go to McDonald's than a really super nice restaurant downtown, taste-wise. All right, All right there's $1,000. <laughs> that's not totally true, but go ahead. I actually agree with you 100%, totally. Okay, there's $100,000 on the table. How many, can you eat 17 Big Macs? You, no. I'm going to hand you $100,000. No, Definitely you don't not. think no matter what you could force yourself? Nope. To eat 17 no, Big Macs? I'm telling you, when we tried to eat at the Big Texan Ranch and eat a 72 yeah, ounce right. steak, a shrimp cocktail, a baked potato, an ice cream, a salad, and a roll, the amount of money that we put down there and sitting up under that clock and with all my friends and the whole tour watching, I couldn't have been more motivated by more things. And I was not able to complete that challenge. So I don't think that this would be possible either i think there's some physical limits that go into play and if you're not allowed to vomit that is then no i think i don't think 
that you could push yourself beyond beyond the limit there. I okay. did eat I did eat thirty eight ounces, all those other things and thirty eight ounces of the steak. And Toby ate forty two ounces of the steak. Or no, fifty two and I ate forty eight, something like that. We did yeah. pretty good. It was it was terrible. I had twelve ounces left, so I yeah. think I ate. You were yeah, close. You were like fifty eight ounces, and I was at fifty something ounces. It was terrible. It was, it was terrible. The meat was awful, and was you had awful. to eat all the sides and everything. It just felt. I, and now here's the the thing I would give Matt. He didn't get rid of it. I went. Oh, to the Toby went purged afterwards. Yeah, vomiting chunks of meat. <laughs> it, was, it was the saddest moment of my life. I'm in that that steakhouse in their bathroom, vomiting chunks of meat that I swallowed. Well, I swallowed some whole. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Because yeah, that was a good move. Because chewing it was the worst part. But the, I tell you, after that, I just went and sat in the lobby of the hotel when we came back. I didn't want to talk to anybody, do anything. It was one of the most surreal experiences in my life. It was. I was probably more altered than I have been on drugs or alcohol. It was like a. It was like another category. Like there's drunk, there's high, and then there's whatever this is. But it was like super space. It was pretty miserable, but it was spaced out. Like it was a whole another realm of perception sitting there feeling all that like it, it felt un, unreal like out of body almost sitting there for the next hour afterwards yeah i didn't throw up i don't know why i didn't but i just sat there i didn't want to talk to anybody want to do anything and it was like i'd see the world in a whole way i've never even seen it before with being that full of food super weird it must be how anaconda feels after they get like a baby zebra or something <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one, Matt. A baby zebra getting eaten by an anaconda. That was good. All right, it's running forever, so I'm going to move on to my last Oh, my story. gosh. You know, the first time we've ever agreed doing the news. What? <laughs> Goodbye, Joy. Mute and proceed. All right, I'm going to ask you all a question. Do y'all, you're back on. Do no, y'all want something political or do you want something medical? I want Ooh, something medical. Political. Mal- Medical. A combination of the two. Like a politician that has to go to the hospital. <laughs> medical. All right. Medical it is, my friend. Toby, I just want to say that you're doing a good job. <laughs> I, why don't you mute him the whole day? Matt, time? won't you shut up? <laughs> Matt, 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 we can still point. hear him in the background. Matt, he's Matt, got a point. Matt, shut up. Well, then mute with, me. I'm with him then on mute this. me then. Yeah, mute <laughs> you. Shut up. All right. This is... Um, why do we put up with Matt, Toby? All right. I'm Toby... On. Why do we put up with Matt? I'm moving on to my story. You have the juice. We all get it. Virgin gets bionic penis after childhood tragedy. Okay. A 43-year-old Charleston, South Carolina pastor gets relief <laughs> from an injury he received as a boy. Life has been hard for Jay Svenson. Actually, it's Muhammad Abad. A, the 43-year-old virgin from Edinburgh, Scotland, lost all of my genitals, he says, when he was hit by a car and dragged 600 feet oh at just six years old, Dang. the sun reports. Golly. Dang. That sounds Dang. awful. 37 years later, he got a new lease on life and sex after surgeons at the University College London gave him an eight-inch, nice, right. penis. Muhammad. Using a button in his scrotum, Abad can now inflate his new manhood with fluids from an implant in his belly. When you, why are you laughing? That's just kind of funny. When you want a bit of action, you press the on button, and when you're finished, you press another button, and it takes seconds. He said, I kind of, this sounds kind of nice, actually. It took doctors three years and dozens of operations to craft and attach a new member molded using skin grafts from his arm. The final operation last month took 11 hours. Now he's looking for love. 
Some ladies might want to try it out, he said. In 2013, Abad appeared on a news segment called Embarrassing Bodies where he, had, where he said that the penis he had after an accident, which was a little over two inches, was completely numb. He couldn't even feel it. Of course, Abad's not the first person to get a new sense of pride. An unidentified South African man received the world's first penis transplant last year doing, and is doing well and expecting a child. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa. That's very so, cool. I mean, that, that very soon, I've always thought this. I mean, the big on, online, everything possible is always about penises and penis size <laughs> and uh, wanting more penis uh, uh, strength or hardness or erection, erectile right. dysfunction, I guess I should say. All this stuff. So, I can't, I mean, doctors have to be working feverishly. Just to make sure. I mean, what guy wouldn't want to push a button all of a sudden have a boner? Yeah, round two, round three. It, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, go. I mean forever. Like I mean, this is going. This is big business. Like this is where if you want to invest in something, invest in penis technology for sure. Because otherwise, no. I mean, there, there's no other chance that you can make more money than penis technology. No, right? absolutely, you're right. The uh, the one to watch out for. I'm not changing the subject, but on a relative topic, the one to watch out for is the female libido pill. That's the oh, big, I know. That's the big one coming next. That's where all the money is right now. For sure. And when that is works and hits, it's going to be huge. I mean, that one's going to be massive. So it's going to be like Viagra all over again, maybe more. I mean, even if it's a fraction of that, I mean, that's, that's crazy. And I, it's weird, though, because it just makes, you know, females have more libido. It's not as physical as it's not as mechanical as uh, it doesn't make a Viagra. penis erect or hard. Right, right. But but, yeah. but can you imagine like the value of, of that? Like, I just hey, I I can imagine the deviousness and the badness of that. Right, but guys it, slipping yes. it in girls' drinks at a club. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that's going to happen too. Like the, the yeah, I don't know if it would work it. that well in that case though. I mean, I mean it, uh, that is devious well, and it would be unethical. Hanging out with a girl flirting and then all sure. of a sudden she feels super horny. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, but that wouldn't be yeah. But she would still be in charge of her body then, so it would still be wrong, but it wouldn't be as bad as like the, you know roofies yeah, or still quaaludes think it'd be or something. Wrong for sure. No, it, it would be wrong for sure. But it, but can you imagine just even in your own like. For sure, you like. No. How much would you? I put it this way: How much would you pay for those pills? Like, just in your marriage, right? Like, a you, million. Twenty dollars a pill dollars. wouldn't be a big deal, would it? Oh, it's Friday. We're gonna go out. Joey this is gonna anything. be. This is gonna make it way easier and better. No matter what, you pay twenty extra dollars on I'm top of the sure, movie and the babysitter. I'm not sure, Priscilla you? could handle anything more than what she's already getting. Wow. Yep. I just don't wow. know if she could even handle Man, it. Man, do not delete that. I want her to hear that for sure. 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 She's excited about y'all's love life. Yep. Well, she, she is, man. She can't stop talking about it. She All is. right. That was the damn news with Toby Morrell. All right. Damn news supporters. Let's bring it. Read bring em. it. Just like all your pastors did last Sunday, we're going to bring it right now. And so we want to thank you, Aaron Blake O'Brien, Adam Heron, Ben Colta. Well, Ben Katka, Brian Kirks, Kirks, how would you say K-U-R-C-Z, Toby? I can't even You didn't go listen, there. that's why. I Matt, can't even go there. K-U-R-C-Z. Krzyzewski? Okay, thank you. I'm glad I'm not the only one struggling with that. Caleb Ehrenholt, Casey Dickerson, or it may be Cassie, but I think it's Casey. But if it's Cassie, we'll say Cassie. If it's Casey, Casey, sorry. Casey, Cassie Dickerson, Clay Rushing, Clint Ingvill, Ingvill, 
That's E-N-G-V-A-L-L. Colin Kramer, Derek Overstreet, Derek Williamham, Donald Cunningham, Dwayne Gills, James G. Whitman, or Whiteman, either way, John and Ashley Edwards, thank you guys so much for supporting. And, hey, I want to tell Toby and Matt something that um, our all-in supporters, uh, Taylor Atkins and I, we did like a little quick five-minute interview because that was part of their perks joining the BC club at the all-in status or, uh, yeah, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but basically we're going to be airing those little five-minute interviews. So When are we ready to roll with that? I'm excited to hear Uh, Anytime. We we already have four in the works, and I just... Well, send them to me ahead box. of time so we can put them in the episode. I don't want to go back and manufacture them. Send them to me, and we'll do one next week. Yeah, and I actually think it'd be neat for the three of us to listen to it together. Right, I that's what I'm saying. Send it ahead of time. Questions. Yeah, send it ahead of time, and I'll have it ready. We can roll it right in episode. I'm looking forward to that. All right, sounds good. Thank you, guys. Badchristian.com forward slash contribute. Okay, how can we get out of here? I guess that's the end of our podcast. Joey, send us home. Well, I love obeying God. <laughs> I just love obeying God. It makes me happy inside to obey God. Unless they're female. <laughs> <laughs>